Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. that in detail but that might take forever so allow me to describe granny's trip a little bit for her not entirely you see granny had a great time with friends and family but she also converted to three things raiderism yankeeism and well of course she gambled but that's not conversion I do have 2020 vision, folks. I I swear to you, on all that is holy and decent, on Bobby Heenan's grave, that Granny Holkster not only denounced that name, Granny Holkster, but she turned into Granny Villain and she joined the dark side, folks. She was wearing Raiders right and left, and also a twisted bliss shirt. Well, I think Granny's greatly converted. But, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show my lovely co-host. We also will have. On tap for today, Ezra Zellis will be joining us, folks, an up-and-comer in the pro wrestling world. So, you know, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B-Train, and hello, uh, listeners, fans. Um, i sorry Granny has not been available the last couple weeks. Um, yes, I went to see my mother in Kansas where I used to live to help her with some things. Yes, I did go to Vegas for the international convention. And V Train, I can finally officially tell you the other reason for me going to Vegas besides me getting my star recorder <laughs> degree, I have been selected as the Deputy Grand Regent for the state of Arkansas, which means what that presides in is I will be presiding over the women's meetings at our state convention next year in Arkansas. So that that was a wow. secret that I had to keep for several months, you know, 
But now, fans, I got to tell you, Granny did take her <laughs> original Granny Holster to Vegas. I wore it in the casino. I had somebody take my picture of me wearing. So Granny Holster took Vegas by storm. Now, that being said, I did not wear a Raiders shirt. I did not wear a Yankees shirt. And my son says, since I can't be president of the Alexa Bliss fan club, because that's Big Swing's title, you know, that I could be vice president. Well, you know, that's not happening either, fans. So, you know, but I'm glad to be back, B-Train. I have missed you, my friend. How have you been? Um, well, so how have I you been? Have been super, I've been super busy uh, with keeping up with professional wrestling. And so let me tell you, we're about to have our guest call in, folks, so... Get ready to buckle your seats. I've been busy, Granny. I've been getting this guest. And, of course, you hear that ding in the back. Boy, that's the heaven sign from you-know-who. I'm blessed and Granny yeah, the center. Uh, yes. And, and <laughs> B-Train, also, also, my son came home from the hospital yesterday. He is doing much better. He had to get some of his me- uh, one of his medications adjusted a little bit, but he's doing much better because... He was actually giving me grief yesterday, so that's how I knew he was feeling better. That's good that he's going good, Granny. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because had me worried when you said he had an anxiety attack. Um, you know, Granny's son is an avid wrestling fan, just like Granny, so we're glad that he's okay from, you know, what went on. So he's released from the hospital. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to be joined by Mr. Ezra Zell, so please, if you could, give him a Russell Radio welcome. Please welcome to my show. It's a lot of welcomes, words, and play on words. Jesus Christ. Please welcome to the show Mr. Ezra Zealous. How you doing, sir? We're live on the air with Ezra Zealous. How's it going, man? How's it going? That's going good, man. So, basically, uh, we're going to ask you, like, okay, first, you know, first things first, how's your day been so far? Uh, Pretty good, actually. It's a nice warm day. No, not a cloud in sight, so it's a great day to me. You can, we can all feel the heat, though, I'm telling you. <laughs> all right, yeah. So. Yeah, the heat's no joke. Yeah. Yep. So I gotta ask you some questions here. Let's see here. Like, um, first off, man, what were some of your reactions when you first started training to become a professional wrestler? Like, what was going through your mind when you started going through the motions of becoming what you wanted to become, hopefully, and making your profession as a professional wrestler? What went through your head? Um. Well, I I got introduced to it by uh, a former wrestler. He actually uh, can't wrestle anymore due to health issues, but uh, it was a buddy of mine, and uh, he took kept egging me on and egging me on forever to that I sh- I should go go to training and uh, try to get into it, see if I like it. And I've always liked it, uh, watching it on TV and stuff, but. Uh, Never really knew how I would do in the ring. And then I got into my first few months of training, 
and I thought it was uh, it was definitely a, a bit different than what I expected, but it was fun none the same. Like it was all like everything that I was doing, I was enjoying. Whether it was hard work or whether it was like learning uh, the basics, it was all fun stuff. So I it it definitely like passed up any expectations I had for anything pro wrestling. So. That's cool, man. So uh, next question: Who is your biggest inspiration? Who was your biggest inspiration growing up watching uh, pro wrestling? Like, who stood out to you the most throughout all the wrestlers we had going on, like WCW, ECW? Anybody that in particular, like, man, I want to be just like that guy. Well, when I first started watching wrestling, I'm sure a lot of people my age started watching around the same time in that late 90s era where the Attitude Era was the big thing and ECW was on the rise and uh, the Rock and Stone Cold were, you know, the biggest names in entertainment. And uh, I definitely, like I can say without a doubt, my favorite wrestler ever is The Rock. He's been, like, the biggest inspiration, not just to, like, wrestlers, but, like, anybody. If you check out that guy's Instagram, he's the most inspirational person in the world. So uh, he's definitely my biggest, like, inspiration. But watching him, I knew I was never going to be The Rock. I'm never going to be 6'5", half black, half Samoan, or 265 pounds. I'm never going to be that guy. So I actually looked at the smaller guys as far as, like, what was possible for me because my frame, I'm around 200 pounds and only six foot tall. So the guys that I had to look at for inspiration as far as what to do in the ring against these mammoths that are in the, in the wrestling scene, I had to look at guys like Rey Mysterio because he was obviously he, he was a little bit, he's a little bit smaller than me. And uh, then Rob Van Dam, he's a little bit thicker than me, but still about the same stature. So those guys helped me tremendously, like, getting me into a relatable state as far as, like, me thinking that I could do something with this wrestling. So those guys were definitely my biggest inspirations as far as what drove me to get into it. Cool, man. So, let's see here. Uh, let's see. It's a, why did you want to become a professional wrestler, and what motivated you to start doing it? Um. Well, like I said, that I got pushed. I got egged on by uh, a former, former wrestler, a good friend of mine, and he was he was getting me into it, and as well as uh, just I've always watched it. Like I said, I watched it as a kid, and I always loved the sport entertainment aspect of it um i did a bit of like uh show choir and stuff in high school and i always had some sense that i liked entertaining people i uh didn't really get out of my shell until after high school as far as like wanting to be in front of people but then once i did i realized that I'm a, I'm a bit athletic, so how can I use my athleticism and my filmmanship uh, together? And pro wrestling is, like, the perfect combination for me. And, uh, like, the, the main factor in doing it was just, like, I've, I've always 
I never really wanted to be, you know, uh, some kind of a accountant or anything. I never wanted to be like a, a teacher or I never wanted to have a normal job. So I was thinking about like what I've always wanted to be as a kid growing up. I never like you ask a kid what he wants to be when he grows up. He wants to be a fireman or a policeman or, you know, an astronaut. I never wanted any of that stuff. I saw wrestling and I said, that's what I want to do when I grow up. I mean, I've always wanted to be a wrestler and just recently I've been able to uh, follow the dream. So that's why I'm out here. Yeah, it's a good good response because a lot of the guys, you know, they say, well, why would you do it? Some, you know, say, okay, well, I do it for the money. I do it for this, that reason, you know, that, the other. But we're going to move on with the questions. If you had to pick an opponent to wrestle at WrestleMania from the current or past rosters from WWE, uh, who would it be against, and why would you pick this person to work against? Oh, wow. Assuming that I would ever be fortunate enough to be on the WrestleMania stage, that would be a, a great achievement in itself. And uh, if I'm standing on that grandest stage, then that means I'm uh, there with some pretty impressive people. And uh, the most impressive... WrestleMania moment I can think of is when Daniel Bryan beat uh, basically every member of the Evolution to overcome every odd, and he's another guy that's super relatable and just about my size, and he's in there beating guys like Triple H, Batista, and Randy Orton, these these mammoth names in the industry. So I would say Daniel Bryan would be my ultimate opponent. I know he's a he's a awesome guy. He's a wonderful worker, and he can make a crowd uh, get into anything he's doing. So I, if I'm on that grandest stage of them all, I'm gonna want to be there with somebody that's uh, upholding to that name. So I want to. Uh, I would say Daniel Bryan is my best pick. That's an interesting selection because most people say Shawn Michaels, Sting, Goldberg. I mean, yeah, people, it would be nice you know, to be have... in the ring with those guys, but I just I yeah. feel like it, it would I I we could tell an interesting story, but as far as like big guy versus small guy, Daniel Bryan did the ultimate big small guy beating all the big guys. So like, I wouldn't want in any way to be compared to that kind of stuff. Like I, it's been done and I just feel like someone more my stature could be a more formidable opponent for myself in that situation. All right. So we're going to move forward folks. We're not moving rapid pace. Like we, okay. Cause you, you get the gist. Some of you on Instagram, this is funny. Um, during the last segment of your no, 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 no. what is the most important attribute for, for for a professional wrestler to be considered in an all as, as an all overall good entertainer? So, what do you think? Like, what attribute do you think is most important when you are on the professional level? Like, you're on the you're in the bigs or at any level. What do you think is the most important attribute to obtain? Well, 
I mean, assuming that you have the basics down, the basics are always the most important point of in-ring competition because if you don't have basics, then you're not going to do well with anything else. But uh, as far as what's going to make you a good entertainer, that's going to be storytelling. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know how to tell the story that you're trying to tell, then what are you even out there doing? You're just, it's, it's wrestling is kind of, it's kind of a, a new language. Once you actually get into it and you start wrestling, that's exactly what it is. It's a new language and you have to re you have to basically learn words. Oh, I can do this move off the top rope. Okay. You learned a word. Uh, now I can, now I can, uh, you know, chain a little bit. Okay. You learned how to maybe put a sentence together, but you can't speak the language fluidly if you don't know how to tell the story. So I feel like if, uh, you're going to be in the ring and every match that you see is a story in itself. And it just depends on how good those storytellers in the ring are to how well that, uh, story is being told. That's true. So yeah, that so, definitely is. I mean storytelling is the biggest part of wrestling in my in my uh assumption. I think you're right because most if not all fans that you meet, including Granny who is very, very loud and very boisterous and can be heard from all the way from wherever she is to Denver to New York to Maryland. Because she, trust me, you wrestle in front of Granny Hulkster, my co-host. You've got to tell a story, otherwise she's just gonna fall asleep. And you know, her snoring wakes up Godzilla and King Kong. I tell you. Well, yeah, that's just it. I mean, don't let our guest here. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you don't give that that person a reason to cheer or boo or whatever then uh, why are you even out there? That's right. See, I haven't been on the show with B-Train for the last couple of weeks, so he's, he's making up for lost time trying to give Granny lots of grief. And just so you know, Granny does mm-hmm. not like the bad guy, so I give pl- I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. Hey, that's just important, Just so too. you know. Oh, I appreciate it. You know. Yeah, uh, Ezra, just beware if you have a manager, Granny will get handcuffed to them and then start singing karaoke because I tell you, I've seen it before, she uh, she had to keep watch on a manager and boy did I feel, you know, he should have put his earmuffs in because Granny was singing, you're bad this, you're bad that, and like, she kept watch on him though. I wasn't well, singing, V-Train, to- I was just kidding. Keeping Mr. Richard Pierce in his place, but I was not singing to him. I mean, it sounded like singing to me. You were there, B-Train. You were there. Nice, Granny. You just you just miss out on all the beef. You, I you can you, 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 you can be nice when you want to be, 
nine street train. Yes, you can. That happened in the background, so I don't need your hair. Oh. I don't know what's going on here with the frequency folks, but you know what? Uh, back to uh, the whole just the professional wrestling, our guest, uh, Ezra Zella. So, uh, you know, I, I talked to you a bit at New Breed Wrestling at the table, and he said you've only been doing this a year and a half, almost two? Yeah, that's correct. And you also mentioned the fact that you had a tryout in Florida, and I got to ask you, like most guys that are going out for this tryout are just, you know, I think if you were suggested, my friend, by Nigel McGuinness, and I said to you, I was like, why would you doubt your abilities? Why would you, you know, all these all these good things, man, that's going to happen in Florida? So let me ask you this question. Are you nervous at all going to Florida? Uh, well, I'm nervous as any interview can be. I mean, you're always, you're never going to be a hundred percent ready for anything that's coming your way, but it's good to practice. This is true. I'm not, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not super nervous, but I mean, it's a, it's an opportunity that not a lot of people get. So I'm going to make the most of it and, uh, uh, train every day I can. And, uh, I've got to go out there and make everybody, all my fans and trainers and everybody that said that I have a, a knack for things that to try to prove them right. So that's what I'm here to do. That's that's pretty good. So I, you know, it's interesting to say that you were in show choir. That's kind of interesting. I, I know some wrestlers that have been in choir before, but like, I just that's interesting because you don't look like the choir type, my friend. I've seen you in person. I'm like, this dude does not look like the choir show choir type. I mean, you're tall, you're you're not husky, but you got some beef to you, and even though you don't think so, I I just was like, this dude looks like a straight up athlete to me. So like, that's interesting that you mentioned that you were in show choir. I never would have pictured you to to do that type of thing. Well, it's uh, it was it's big in my hometown. It's kind of the biggest thing that our school has going for it because we're so good at it. So it wasn't like I didn't do sports or anything. I I played football, I played basketball, but I was also in show choir because it gave us the best opportunity to further not just anything in like show business, but as far as like the little bit of fits you get as far as seeing behind the scenes of business type aspects. And as far as the benefits of footwork, you get that, that translates into any sport that you play, you need to have good footwork. So uh, that was an important part of uh, dancing around and making sure, and also, you know, memorizing anything, uh, trying to get uh, moves down that helps a lot with wrestling in that aspect too. So it, Without knowing that I was going to be a wrestler, uh, it all translates pretty well. Well, I I saw some of your work, you know, the match that you showed me, and I I must say, my friend, like I, <clears throat> of course, I'm always intrigued by people who are, you know, going to make their head wave. So I'm going to ask you this question. I know I gave you a set of questions and stuff. But um, on, nah, off the record, on the real man, as the New Yorkers like to say, 
Um, if you were to pick anywhere overseas to perform, Japan, England, Scotland, where and why would you perform there? Because is it like, do you have a preference of where you would perform overseas? Like, man, I would really like to work Japan, or oh, I'd really like to work with uh, Soraya Knight, or where would you love to be like, hey, man, I worked here and it was amazing? Well, uh, I don't have any personal experience overseas, but, I mean, obviously, I've heard a lot of good things about going to Japan. I've heard a lot of good things about going to the U.K. Um, But for me personally, I mean, I would love to see New Zealand (laughs) because I love the people. I always have, and that's always been an interest of mine to uh, go check out, like, the whole – Hobbit movie scene and all that stuff, and then uh, see what the wrestling scene is over there, because there there hasn't been a whole lot, like, really big names that came from New Zealand, so I'd just like to go over there and see what kind of, if any, uh, kind of wrestling program that they have going on over there. I'm sure there's something going on, so I would love to go over there and see, like, uh, what they have going on for them. Um, do you think, like, it's a wrestling is becoming a big deal like it was back in the day or do you think that it's still the same level but in different ways because what I'm asking this question let me rephrase that do you think wrestling is still a big deal because as a worker like do you think it's a big deal as in like people are talking about it they can't stop buzzing about it or do you think it's on a level playing field with UFC and boxing and whatnot? well um, there has been a lot of crossover from UFC, and uh, but there's been crossover before, like from boxing. WWE has had uh, Mike Tyson on pay-per-views before. They've had uh, Floyd Money Mayweather on pay-per-views before. So, uh, yeah, WWE had a lot higher ratings back in the day, but uh, their media was just consumed differently then. And it's kind of an unfair throw for them nowadays because there's so many more avenues of uh, entertainment that they don't they they don't have such a monopoly on like the high viewed channels. So I I would say it's still a big buzz because as you as you know I'm sure your fans know uh, the last big AEW show sold out in 15 minutes, and that was only because their servers couldn't keep up with demand. They had 60-plus thousand people in their waiting room trying to buy a ticket, and it sold out in 15 minutes. So that tells you the enthusiasm that is there for wrestling this current day. So I would say no. If anything, interest in wrestling has gone up in the past few years, and that's because of these uh, WWE is kind of sloped down and there are new avenues of uh, sports entertainment that have gained traction and now they're kind of, you know, competition just makes everybody stronger so that's going to make everybody more interested with, oh, what are they going to do? Well, how are they going to respond? You know, so it's, I would say interest has gone up in the past few years as opposed to staying the same or uh, less than what it was. I 
So, <clears throat> speaking of AEW, and I want to ask your personal opinion on this. I know Cody probably did not intentionally do this, but I just got to say it. When you do stuff all the time to build up your company, that's great. AEW is making a point. But uh, when Cody took the unprotected chair shot, all of us know, as a former worker, worker, put your hands up. He said he didn't expect it, really. So you don't sit in the back and talk about, well, I'm going to come from the back, I'm going to hit you with the chair, boom, you're down. I'm sitting there thinking, watching this whole thing with uh, Sean Spears or a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, whatever. I just want to get your take on what happened to Cody because, to me, I mean, it may have been unexpected. It may not have. But, Ezra, what's your take on that whole sequence that happened between Sean Spears and Cody Rhodes? Um, well, I feel that Cody's a professional. I feel that Cody knows what he's doing with he's, every move he's made thus far. Uh, he's not had anybody really like question what what he can do, and he knows you know he may not be the best athlete in the ring, but what was everybody talking about after the pay per view? They were talking about, they talked about Cody Rhodes getting hit in the head with a chair. So, I mean, it's not it may not be the best tactic, but it's something that got people talking, and it got people talking about his brand the brand that they have started together and that they're uh, going to continue to have and thrive on. So I think it may not have been the smartest plan for him moving forward, but if he says he didn't think it was going to happen, you know, maybe, maybe they talked about something in the back and he changed his mind last second. That happens all the time in the ring. Wrestlers are good at improv and he made a decision for himself and the situation as to what the best result was for that certain situation. So I think uh, he did the best he could and uh, probably made the best decision because, like I said, everybody was talking about him at the end of the pay-per-view. So. I agree because a lot of people on my Instagram were asking me, so what did you think of unprotected chair shot? Do you think that it was a, a wise decision? And I was like, dude, it wasn't a decision. It's about what you talk about after the event. I, I purposely bring this up because some people are saying, well, AEW is you know, showing all the fireworks first before they, you know, before they have their main show. I'm like, look, they obviously know what they're doing. They obviously have the half the former creative writing team from WWE. So, Oda Real, like, people asking me on Instagram, I love you all. Wrestle underscore radio if you have any questions for Ezra. But um, we're going to wrap this up real quick, my friend. So, is there any way that the fans can see your stuff on, like, the social media handles like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? Is there any way that fans can reach out to you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on uh, Instagram. They should all be under on uh, on my Facebook, but uh, everything should be under uh, Ezra Zealous. Just search my name. You'll you'll be able to find everything you need to find. All my social media is uh, just under my name, Ezra Zealous. So. All right, so is there any shout-outs that you want to give to family, friends that are, you know, can get this episode? By the way, folks, you can download this episode for free on iTunes. 
Uh, you can also look for it on our Facebook Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com. Also, you can dig the deets under the link. But I'll post another picture of Ezra on my Instagram at Wrestle underscore radio. So, Ezra, is there any shout-outs that you would like to plug, you know, like say what's up? Um, you're more than welcome, my friend. Um, well, I just uh, shout-out the uh, wrestling, the wrestling scene in general. Everybody, all the fans that make it possible for all of us uh, to – do what we do on a daily basis and come out and entertain everybody is uh, uh, the best thing that you can do is support your local scene. And uh, I appreciate everybody that comes out and does what, uh, watches us do what we do. So, all right. For anything, Granny left to say to Ezra? Well, it's just been a pleasure to have you on our show, and and uh, I wish you well and your current, you know, wrestling matches and everything like that. And maybe sometime Granny will get the opportunity to get to see Russell. Oh, I hope so. So. All right, folks. All right. Well, thanks, Ezra, dude, for joining us on our show right here on Wrestle Radio Network. It was a pleasure having you. Um, I'll probably have you on in a month or two, so I will give you the details on that. Thanks, dude, so much. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. Have a good day. All right. Thank you. All right, folks. That was Ezra Zealous. You can catch him. You know, he does a lot of work from Illinois, St. Louis, and local Missouri shows as well. Granny, we have a whole rest of Monday Night Raw to review. I got to say, you know, TGI Friday is called, and they want their waiter and waitress back. (laughs) <laughs> they want their waiter and waitress back. Yes. So I mean, hostess. Look at look at. Okay, so she cheap shots Becky Lynch. You know, after the fact that they've been through a grueling elimination mixed tag match between Zelina Vega and Seth uh, and Andrade Cien Almas. Boy, and Zelina did get oh, I know. for her troubles. I tell you what. I gotta say, I'm proud of Monday Night Raw, Granny. I'm so happy. That there was action instead of words. Oh yes, yes. I I actually <clears throat> I've actually um, you know when I was out in Vegas last week, you know I uh, actually when I got done with my final thing that I had to do, I actually got to go into my room and actually relax and watch some Monday Night Raw <laughs> last Monday night. Believe it or not, so. I just was happy because I'm like, you know, fans, we complain and we bitch and we gripe, but let me tell you, it's because Granny and I care is why we bitch and gripe and moan. That's right. It's mostly because we want the show to be a success. And Monday Night Raw... I can't believe, though, Bobby Lashley answered the open challenge, Granny... The man picks on a small guy to send a message to Braun Strowman. I'm thinking, oh, I know. What, like, what kind of message are you trying to send, my friend? I simply say, oh, <clears throat> what's up, Eugenia? How are you, dear? You always Hi, Eugenia. 
Well, Jean, Eugenia loves Granny, and I love Eugenia. Yes. Uh, yes, because she says she was watching NXT UK, and she called Jenny a little girl. She goes, that wanker. I was like, Eugenia, you know, you have to screw it. You know, they dropped the PG label already. So obviously, you know, um, if you what you saw on Monday Night Raw, it was a – Two out of three fall six-man tag with the Usos and the Miz versus Elias and the Revival. Good Lord. That match was okay, but it was not mm, okay. It was more or less Granny. I was thinking to myself, they could have done better in some areas, but I'm so glad Heyman came out and outwardly said, he's like, it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. He kept saying that. I'm worried because... If he talks, that usually means something bad is going to happen. And by something bad, I am speaking about the Universal Champion Kofi Kingston. No, no Universal Champion Seth Rollins. World Heavyweight Champion Kofi Kingston. Granny, it makes me worry because when Heyman said, spoiler, great. That means we may not get to see that championship belt. But moving forward, if I notice something... It's Bailey actually did a beat the clock challenge and Alexa Bliss, Granny's favorite. And uh, I like to call her misunderstood Nikki Cross. That poor thing. Alexa, I hope you know, dear, I'm torn. I do love you both. But Nikki's smarter than she lets on. So... If you think two-on-one is an advantage for Alexa, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, I'm not either, really. Because you don't know if Nikki Cross is going to either turn on Alexa. Well, you know, everybody's telling Nikki. Everybody's telling Nikki Cross that Alexa cannot be trusted, but she's not wanting to believe them. So I guess she's just going to have to find out for herself. <clears throat> well, Granny, you know, Alexa is a good person in her own right. I mean, she did well in in her, in her in her own way. She may be. I mean, in her own way, she may be. You know, but I don't know. Only time will tell. So. So that is that aspect. The main event, I don't know. Okay, now, I know Granny's a huge club fan now because she told me, she says, I do not like that I'm a what? character. You're a huge Ricochet? club fan of AJ Styles. Well, no, 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 wait a minute. You know, I, I liked the AJ Styles at one time, but now that he's went to the bad side again, I'm not sure I care much for him. But, you know, I, li- I do like, I've always liked Ricochet. I always thought Ricochet was pretty cool. Granny's in denial, fans. She loves the club. No, I am I not denial. Say- no, 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 no. I am not in denial. No, absolutely not. <laughs> B-Train, you're lying. You know you're, 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 oh, oh, you know, and what my son informed me, my son informed me today, remember the three golden rules of wrestling, mother. Thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, and thou shall not uh, be mean or pick on B-Train or whatever it is that, yes. that he says. 
those are very good commandments to live by, I tell you. Well, you know, I mean, or no, no, thou shalt not mess with B-Train. That's what it is. Thou shalt not mess with B-Train. It is true, folks. I mean, I haven't given Granny this much of a good time, but she calls it grief. I don't know. I tell you. Well, you know, I mean, I I love you, B-Train, and I have missed you, my friend, you know, <laughs> but that, you know... I mean, like I said, when you start when you start teasing me about those Raiders and those Yankees and and Alexa Bliss, that's kind of hitting below the belt, my friend. And you know that's kind <clears> of <throat> them are fighting words, you know, as we like to say in wrestling or wrestling, as Fans. we should say. Fans. You should listen to Jerry Lawler's reference of Chiefs fans and Royals fans. You know what he says? I can't <laughs> believe they tried to win. Listen to these morons now. I mean, he said it. He said it during a match between well, Razor Ramon and and uh, what's his face? Marty Jannetty versus Psycho Sid and uh, 123 Kid at the time. Or whatever he went by because he changed his name six goddamn times. But it worked for him. I mean, the man's a millionaire. He's fucking a genius. Uh, Sean Waltman X-Pac. God bless his soul. I love, you know. But the point is, I've been going through a lot trying to change the show. I've been working on logos, business cards, and I actually have got some done. So if you want to see them, I will take a picture of them on our Facebook. I will haven't gotten the full design yet. Yes, I can't take a picture of it yet, damn it. But I do have the phone numbers listed on there and changing the business number so guests can contact me directly. I'm doing a lot of things, Granny, so that's where I've been in the last two weeks. I've been not soul-searching, but just basically having fun in general. So, and Granny has been having fun without moi, looking at the Raiders' new home. How dare she? Why... You know, now, you know be trained. I only hey, I only got out of the hotel one night to go have dinner with my friends from our Moose Lodge. The rest of the time, Granny was in her hotel or hotels in meetings and breakfast meals and lunch meals and training sessions. I did not get to see a lot of Vegas. I, the most I got to see of Vegas was actually from the airport when I came back to fly back home to Arkansas. And actually, I didn't even get to see Sam and Chelsea and Drake and Danielle, my, my good wrestling friends that were out there at the same time that I was. They were actually in my hotel having dinner at one of the steakhouses, and I didn't even get a chance to even say hello to them because I was on my way to a meeting. So, you know... I mean, what's up with that, you know? So I did not get to see no no football stadium or nothing like that be trained, not at all. Well, I mean, fans, Granny wears Marcus Allen Raiders jersey. She doesn't tell you all, but I do know. I have, She's shown me. She says, don't tell the fans, you know. She also says that she prefers that, you know, Bailey goes away for a very long time. And when Alexa Bliss wins, now I like Bailey. I like Bailey. You leave <laughs> Bailey alone, B Train. You leave Bailey alone. Now you know. You when know. You sound the... just like my. You sound like my son because my son informed me today. 
Now, Mother, I have not got to pick on you for at least five days and even longer than that because he was in the hospital probably four days after I got back from Vegas. So, you know, he hasn't got to pick on me for the last probably nine or ten days, you know, so... I'm just saying, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, but, I mean. I'm just glad that she's back because it's going to be so much fun because Granny, like, I get to do the fun intros that I do at the beginning and add some flavor to it. Like, one time I added the fact that she was hot dog contest eating champion at Coney Island, and (laughs) Granny (laughs) And a few of my fans were actually on Instagram saying to me in response, did she really win? I didn't see her pictures. Like, boy, you guys are easy. Oh, my. (laughs) I mean, I, (laughs) that's one embellishment that I can say I got away with because, wow, some of you actually believed it. Oh, wow. You know, Basha believed that Granny was eating in a hot dog Con, eating hot hot dog eating contest. Oh my! I'm just laughing, Grant, because oh, by the way, since all my fans are okay, this is the point in the show, and I'm not sad about it, moping about it. But what's up, United Kingdom? What's up, United States? Congratulations to the women's soccer team for their fourth World Cup victory. Congratulations to you, ladies. You're amazing. Um, men's soccer team, boohoo! You should have won that game it's okay we won the women's we also won a international basketball game which i was not aware of the k-state's head coach uh was in charge of that so what's up u.s what's up canada Latvia, indonesia australia tokyo how are you doing i love you guys thailand i have you guys now to worry about please do not kill any of us we love you we haven't been saying what's up to you guys i know i'm sorry um, so all the fans that are saying hello, uh, especially it's funny that Eugenia pops up. She's saying she wanted to tell you, Granny, that she told this wrestler, Jenny, who is just as bad as Lacey Evans in her words. She said, I told that foul right get wanker that if she came near me, I'd smack her and make her bugger off a few or two. Uh, I don't understand the English translation, but what I'm assuming that means is she told Jenny where she could go and how she could get there. God, I love you, Eugenia. I love you. Well, it sounds um, like Miss Eugenia is not for a loss of words by any mean betraying. <laughs> she goes, almost, she goes, I've almost knocked over my tea and crumpets watching that git. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. She hey, she goes. Also, no to take me shoes off when Zach Gibson comes in the room. I was like, of course you do, because Zach Gibson is Liverpool's number one. And she goes, how dare you, sir? Liverpool's number one is the mum herself, Queen. That is, and I go, oh, I can't diss the Queen. I'll get in trouble for that. Oh wow. Uh, Zach Gibson. It's funny because they have a tag team that's like. They call themselves the Grizzled Young Veterans, and they're defending their tag team championships against Tyler Bate 
Entrance 7. Well, Granny, I got to say, even though you don't uh, watch NXT UK, even NXT UK, they have a group called Imperium. It's the English version of the villains. You can imagine. Or Austrian version, my bad. The European version, if you will. And their champion, Walter, defended the championship. But he had two guys interfere and cost Pete Dunne, the inaugural winner of the uh, UK tournament. They had him, uh, you know, they had them interfere. Then Alexander Wolf, who left main roster to go to NXT UK. So they have Fabian Eichner, Alexander Wolf, Walter, who looks like the Austrian version of Andre the Giant. And him defended Granny and he, he chickened out, so So anyways. Oh wow. Yeah, they had him defend the title and he he managed to get himself disqualified against Travis Banks. He, I mean, I wow. swear, he looks, he's a big guy, Granny, a big, tough guy, defending the championship, the UK title championship, and he did fine until he had help. And it kind of, like I said, they're the English version, if you will, if I can paint a picture for Granny. He's the English version of... Uh, Wow And they're getting a lot of international attention Going to different parts of the UK Folks um, I've seen a lot of NXT lately They're going to have An amazing takeover Leave at Survivor Series Takeover War Games Which I will be in attendance for With friends Lady Lynn Will be coming from Detroit To go to that show with me Because it's a short flight for her but uh, I gotta say, Granny, I really—that's it. I'm gonna find a way to send an NXT DVD so you can binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> so she can be like, "I hate that Adam Cole. I don't like him one bit. He reminds me too much of Timothy Rockwell." I can just see you saying that. And well, uh, you... you like. The women, Granny, had a cage match. Io well, Shirai. you know, you you know, you know, Tim Rockwell got hurt not too long ago, back in June. He uh, uh, did something to his shoulder, and um, I'm not sure how long he's going to be out of wrestling. But I know he's been doing a lot of promoting, you know, things like that. So um, I just I wish. Mr. Timothy Rockwell, all the best and a speedy recovery. I'll be, uh, you know, okay, fans, you know what? I'm good on my words. So if I get Granny's, uh, if I see Granny at a future booking, what I'll be handing her or actually mailing her, I'll screw it. I'll give her a Christmas gift, all right? All all the NXT takeover because she, she and I both have the network which you can get for ninety nine or yeah nine ninety nine, but your first month is free. You can get a preloaded WWE card at your local Walmart, Dollar General's, Best Buy, Seven Eleven, FYEs, and Seven Elevens. So 
you can watch NXT, but you know, when Granny and her busy schedule with Moose Lodge and what have you, I will be giving her an NXT conundrum, or not conundrum, an NXT selection, a slew of DVDs. And Granny will be like, Bait Train, you didn't have to. I'll be like, yes, I did, because I want you to share and the wonders that is NXT. Wow. It's basically Granny. Yes, because these men and women, like, the women just had a cage match. Shayna Baszler and uh, Io Shirai, it was the first NXT women's cage match in history. They didn't used to have that when Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte and all the women, Dana Brooke, they did not have that while they were present for NXT. So not only that, Granny, but the reason why I want you to watch these uh, guys like the uh, the Viking Raiders, who were the War Raiders, they had sanity. Um, said, I was there. There's not a reason to watch these DVDs, but NXT is by far, it keeps constantly evolving itself. And the guys like Tommaso Ciampa that I know, Granny, be like, I hate that guy. Or, you know. Johnny Gargano, Granny, would be fond of and also hate at the same time. Aleister Black, uh, Ricochet, um, the Ember Moon, uh, Asuka. Her feud with Asuka was amazing. And it was, you know, it was matches like that that I would look forward to going to see in Brooklyn. I may go to SummerSlam, folks. It's in Toronto, Canada. I may or may not go to the takeover there, but I have to use my passport for something. And boy, you know, what an opportunity that might be. It might already be sold out. It may not be. I don't know. But I would like to touch base with briefly because I know Granny has to be uh, going soon. But uh, AEW, we talked this briefly with Ezra. Ezra Zealous, our guest, later on the show. Check him out. He's a wonderful, awesome, gentle person, gentlemen. I'm sorry, my niceness kind of takes a turn because I'm not used to being nice. It's just my nature. Okay, folks, bear with me. When you do something that's unplanned in wrestling, just going to touch base with this in just a bit. It's one thing to be like, okay, who's gigging? Okay, they don't really talk with it, but it's like, hey, are you, t- are you is there going to be color? Because that's what you know, that's the code for you're going to see blood. Cody, I've seen Russell ever since, you know, his very first days in WWE back in 07, or 09, my bad. Um, I've seen him all the way from when he used to wrestle in defunct ECW to his days in developmental and then back up to Maine with Hardcore Holly to Ring of Honor. And, you know, what he's done in AEW is amazing. But, my God, you worry about someone, Granny, when they have 17 stitches. Yeah. That's, that's pretty it's, bad. That is pretty bad. So, <clears throat> so like, my thought process on the thing was, you know, if it was an actor, I don't think you intentionally hit someone in the head with a steel chair. And then some articles were saying, oh, he said it was gimmicked. No, it wasn't. Because if it were gimmicked, folks, it would have been, it still would have hurt. 
that even Chris Jericho makes it a point like this is what we do for a living. This is what we this is what we perfect our craft, where we perfect our craft, and we make it good for the fans to talk about. Ezra brought up a good point, and I'm going to bring this home because, one, I'm hungry, and, two, I've got to get, you know, going on the idea for Granny's uh, Christmas basket that's going to be filled with NXT DVDs and non-flammable, floodable, or you know, tearing Raiders jerseys and Yankees jerseys. I got it. Oh my I goodness! Sure I gotta make sure it's dart proof too. So when she tries to tear it up, you know, it's just gonna be like a cat playing with yarn, you know. <laughs> Anyhow, well, Baytrain, you so, do not have you do not have to go oh, oh you do not have to go overboard with my with a Christmas present for me. You know, I mean, I just would like you to see some NXT because, Granny, you will, you will appreciate and say, "Man, this stuff is good." I don't know what I've been missing because it's the kind of wrestling that'll make you go, "Oh man, I gotta see Undisputed get their butts kicked," or "Oh, because Undisputed, like I've been describing to you, is like the villains in WSC. There's four of them. You have Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Roderick Strong." Roderick Strong, Granny, you don't, this is how he joined them. He and Pete Dunne could have been NXT Tag Team Champions. But instead, he helped Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish with a, uh, I think it was a strong backbreaker or whatever he had. It was, it was basically a tilt-to-world backbreaker. But anyways, the fans in New Orleans were like, what? We didn't see this coming. But well, anyways, B-Train, folks, it, yes. it's certainly been it's certainly been a pleasure being on with you again today. I have really missed you, my friend, and um, it just uh, it I have really really missed being on the show with you. And I'm you know so sorry this last couple weeks have been just really hectic for me, you know, and so. Well, I mean, I'm glad to have you back, so it means a great deal because now I've got both my lovely lady co-hosts on this show. i got the lady from Detroit, as I like to call her, Lady Lynn, and I've, uh, well, she likes to call the lady from South Southgate, and I'm like, okay, enough of the, (laughs) you know, my women love to, and I call you my women. I know that's kind of crazy, right? <laughs> your women, well, wear your harem, B-Train. Wear your harem. You know, we can be your harem. There we go, the harem. There we go, that's better. I like that <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> so I went to work without uh, glasses today, Granny. That's been that crazy of a day. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. So, are you going to need my help tomorrow night, sir, at your regular time? Or um, I will definitely, I mean, it's going to be the same time as today. So, yes, I will need your assistance. Okay. okay. And I and am free uh, tomorrow. Nothing going on. Nothing going on tomorrow night. So, I will be totally free tomorrow night. Awesome, folks. So, you heard it first. Granny, um, thank you for being on today on my show. I know you got to get going, so yep. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my little tidbit of off the rails uncensored Tuesday edition of Russell Radio Network. 
So, fans, you know the drill. If you have small children, please put earmuffs on their ears. There is explicit language that is expressed in an inappropriate manner. If you do repeat this or use the phrase off the rails uncensored, you will be sued on the spot. There is a $45 copyright on the title of the show off the rails uncensored. Please and thank you. Do not use my phrase or you will be caught on the wrong side of my track. Jack. And I will see you all tomorrow, fans. Toodles. Toodles. Thank you, Granny. You're welcome. Okay. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cost of Continuous little shindig. I got 15 minutes. Actually, no, I don't ever have a time limit on my rants or my expressive views. So, with some, they say, What did you think of Monday Night Raw? Well, I can tell you, I thought it was decent. I thought it was amazing. And also, I don't know. In some instances, you know, some matches are always going to be certain, some flavor, if you will. Dear Lord. So, let me see what your questions are, because I want to read some of these. Alright. So, here's the deal, folks. Monday Night Raw is improving. AEW is on the horizon. They had 23,000 people still out the venue, 62,000 plus in circulation, actually 73,000 that were in the waiting room online to get these tickets. They are doing something. right. So both companies are doing their best to get on the map. No. They're doing their best to present what I like to call a professional wrestling show. Holy crap, I'm only a minute into my expressive rants or concerns or Questions? Jeez. Also looking through my emails, folks. Sorry, my bad. The point is, professional wrestling is always going to have that one person or that one group that will never be satisfied no matter what they hear, what they see, and they think it's great. And I I wanted to touch on something that kind of caught my attention. So normally I talk to you about etiquette through the fans, through workers, whatever, whatever the case may be. What I'm about to tell you next is what I'm going to say. There's a guy who videoed John Cena inside a department store. First and foremost, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan, but I do agree with what he said. And that would happen to be the following. You're in his department store. That's inappropriate. It's not right. It's not cool. You should not be doing that stuff. Recording somebody in a department store when they're trying to have a moment of privacy. That's very, very rude. And this happened on July 4th weekend. He's just trying to get something nice for somebody. Like if you were in the store by yourself and you wanted to get something for somebody and you wanted to be left alone 
and you happen to be a former WWE superstar or someone that's been well-known to the media, you don't want to be bothered because you constantly get asked, you know, can we take a picture with you? Can we sign? Can we have your autograph? So I normally, folks, would say, okay, yeah, I realize I'm going off topic. That's the point. Don't be an asshole. Plain and simple. Just, just don't be a douchebag because you're trying to shop and purchase something. You're not trying to get this person's approval. Like, hey, how are you? Like, oh yeah, why are you filming me? Like, that's rude. Like, you know, the way that this guy did it was he set up a camera, and I'm going to give you a scenario. He sets up a camera. His phone camera. And he's filming Cena as, you know, try to act inconspicuous. And Cena knows he's doing it the whole time. And Cena politely says, it's rude what you're doing. You don't want to be labeled as that guy. Well, wow. I don't care if it's John Cena. I do not care if it's Cody Rhodes. You leave them alone. And you politely wait till they get done shopping and say, hi, Mr. Cena, can I please, you know, if they're leaving the store and they're in a hurry, then don't do it. But if you notice they're taking time to take autographs or a picture, then politely say, hey, Mr. Cena, can I have an autograph? This goes for every fucker who sits there and tries this shit. Do not call them by their full name, their real name, their gimmick name, if you're at a signing. If you are, and why this has come up is because there's videos all the time. No. Why would you secretly film someone? That's like being at the beach and you don't want to be photographed. Like, you don't know what Weirdo is doing with the pictures. So, in my estimation, folks, the reason why I'm getting all hot and bothered about this incident is because if you were famous, if I was famous, if anybody, if any of us were famous, you're going to sit there and tell me, oh, yeah, you'd love to sign autographs and take pictures is one thing. But you would like to be bothered in public when you're trying to be private about a certain situation. I don't think so. You just – you don't know how bad people can be. You don't know if that person had a knife. What if was the guy filming had a knife or a gun, and he just like ironically happened to say the words, "Well, do you mind if I film you?" Blah blah blah. The dude started talking, which made it worse. Please, I'm not like I said. I am not the biggest John Cena fan in the world. But have some decorum. Have some respect when you do that shit. So that's my take on that. Is there anything left to say about AEW that I can't say in a fucking loop? I mean, I, gee, I don't know. But tonight, folks, SmackDown Live, Kofi Kingston, Samoa Joe. I think that WWE is doing a masterful job of spreading out what stories they're telling, and they're not overdoing a story. So, with that being said, sometimes someone's, you know, some people just have to uh, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. So, I can't wait till AEW comes on air. 
because then I will have a broadened horizon of what to talk about because at Fighter Fest, you know, what went down, what happened with Cody Rhodes, what happened with Joey Janela and John Moxley, and Jimmy Havoc is the man, so on and so forth. Evolve is this Saturday. Sunday is Extreme Rules. So I'm excited. You know, WWE is finally opening up. There's, you know, they are opening up <coughs> their products. Kind of like having an unveiling party. Like, hey, look what we have. That's what I like about professional wrestling is because we have, oh, how do I put this? A variety. We have choices as fans. Some may say I'm exclusive to this, I'm exclusive to that, whatever. All I'm going to tell you is enjoy. Enjoy what you watch. Don't turn this into a dick-pissing contest because, well, too late. People already do that with politics. People do it with religion. And now... Majority of them do it with wrestling. Them as in the fans that think their comments underneath someone else's comments have merit. Have importance for those of you illiterates. Sorry, I'm I'm going into my rant mode because I saw some of you already battling on my Instagram about said AEW and WWE. Yes, it's going to be interesting. Yes, it's going to be amazing. But I, folks, you know, this is the shortest off the rails and censored. What I have to say is sometimes things get on. A little unruly. Sometimes things get out of control. But the beauty part of it is, it's professional fucking wrestling. And nobody, not one soul can tell me that what I said last night was wrong. Because if you try to do way too much of what you're doing right now, ACW did. They did amazing with Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam. They did amazing with matches outside of the hardcore elements with Tommy Dreamer and Taz and Sabu and Sandman and whatnot and the Dudley Boys and all the major staple fronts of ECW. I do say, though, I'm still debating in my head whether ECW and AEW are similar, and they're adding a bunch of people that are similar to WWE character-wise, but you know what? That's wrestling. And I got to go and eat and be married and have a good time watching SmackDown Live. Hopefully they do much better than what they did last week. I can't believe I just said that because I was pro blue brand. I still am. So let's hope for the best, shall we? And if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, and I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Man. Dang it. Yeah. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.